Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. Here we are at the first episode. My name is Lisa Matthews, and I support highly sensitive people who are on a conscious journey of discovering their gifts and building an intentional life. I'm a self-development coach for highly sensitive people, a biodynamic craniosacral therapist, and a flower essence practitioner. My background is as a registered nurse, and I've been in the healing arts for over a decade. I am thrilled to be walking this journey alongside you, as of course, I'm a highly sensitive soul myself. In today's episode, we're going to dive into what actually is a highly sensitive person anyway, and how do you know if you are one? After that, I'll be sharing the number one thing I wish every highly sensitive person knew. So without further ado, let's dive right in. What does it mean to be highly sensitive? And how does being highly sensitive show up for you personally? Because I'm going to walk through some of the common layers of being a highly sensitive soul, a highly sensitive person, or HSP as it's commonly abbreviated to. And as you listen to this, I invite you to get a sense of how being an HSP, how being highly sensitive shows up for you personally. How does it show up for the unique person that is you? Because not all highly sensitive traits apply to all highly sensitive people. So with all that being said, let's dive in. And I've already alluded to the first part, that being highly sensitive is a trait. You can think of it like having brown hair, green eyes. So being highly sensitive is a trait that you are born with. And that your nervous system is quite literally different than an average person. So it makes sense in a way, if our nervous systems are more sensitive, that we will be picking up on more nuances with our sight, our sound, our taste, smell, touch, even our subtle senses, our feeling of energy. There's also a lot more in being highly sensitive than the sensory side of things. We can get really frazzled under any kind of deadline, when there are multiple things happening. We really try not to make mistakes or forget things because we tend to beat ourselves up a little bit more than the average person. Highly sensitives, and I can really attribute or attest to this, are quite sensitive to violence in movies, TV shows, in books even, and it probably doesn't help that a lot of us startle really easily. 
So that ease in being startled and aversion to violence are just a few of the reasons you will never find me in a movie theater watching anything scary. Again, not all of these different aspects of the HSP trait apply to every single highly sensitive. Many of us really struggle when being watched doing a task So if we're being graded or being tested on anything, such as a physical task, our hands may become shaky, we may make errors. Even if we know what we're doing, simply because we're being observed and we become a bit more nervous because of that. When you were a child, you may have had written on your report cards some feedback saying that you were shy or like to play quietly alone or maybe had difficulty concentrating in school, yet it may have stemmed from too much stimulation in the classroom and that alone overloading your senses and disrupting your focus and concentration. There are many more sides to being highly sensitive So today's episode will give you a bit of an overview and we're going to sink a bit deeper here because there's a lot from the sensory and emotional side that can really point to a person being highly sensitive. And much of what we know about this beautiful trait is from someone named Dr. Elaine Aaron. She's a psychotherapist that quite literally wrote the book, The Highly Sensitive Person. I can definitely recommend that as a great read. She has done an extensive amount of research on what it means to be highly sensitive. If you'd like to go and take a highly sensitive person quiz, you can head to her website, hspperson.com, and then have a look up the top for the self-test button. There'll be a few different options for there for a child, for a highly sensitive person, or for a high sensation seeking HSP. And one really interesting fact about this trait is that it's common to the entire animal kingdom. Oftentimes in horses that are highly sensitive, And I'll be fully honest, I don't know how they work out, who is highly sensitive and not. From what I gather, it's from observing their behavior. And the highly sensitive horses end up being the leaders of the pack. They end up being the leaders because they are most aware of the environment and of danger before other horses are even attuned to it. So the highly sensitive person, and we're animals too, tend to be a little more cautious, tend to reflect, to ponder before diving in. This tendency to ponder can make us a little bit indecisive sometimes. But I believe that's because we see so many of the different layers and options within a decision that sometimes it's not as clear right away to us exactly what the right decision is. On a different topic, many of us are quite sensitive to caffeine, to prescription or recreational drugs, 
And of course, alcohol counts in that too. So if you've always felt a little extra sensitive to these things compared to others in your circle, then this may be related to your trait. All right, let's sink into the sensory side a little bit more, since this is such a huge element in many highly sensitive people's lives. Classically, highly sensitives are described as those that struggle with loud noises like sirens going by, bright lights, and oh my goodness, fluorescents are not my favorite kind of light, even strong smells. And I know many that struggle with walking through the perfume department in one of those big department stores. You can think of it like the sensitivity dial on your senses is just turned up a little bit. This means that we're more prone to simply overstimulation. Our senses are overstimulated and that can lead to feelings of overwhelm and anxiety when perhaps mentally we're kind of beating ourselves up because we look around and think, well, nothing's really wrong. Why do I feel overwhelmed? And maybe this is when you're walking through the mall with lots of people around really strong fluorescent lights, not a lot of natural features around, we can struggle in a little bit more of the man-made type environments. But get us out into nature, and that is where some of our gifts really show. Often people that are highly sensitive say one of their favorite things to do is just to be alone and get that alone time to recharge. Now, that's not to say we're not social creatures. That's not to say we don't love catching up with people, having deep relationships, friendships. Yet that alone time to recharge is huge. And it's because if you think of it almost like a traffic jam in our senses, we need that chance to step back from life, to pause and just even to process everything that we experience because we experience things really deeply. And going back to nature, for those that love getting out into the woods, smelling the cedars, pine, or the fir, those that love sitting by the ocean and just listening to the waves, sometimes these incredibly simple pleasures can completely fill us up and revitalize us. And if we're walking with a friend who's not as highly sensitive, they may just blast on by and not even realize as we are stopped on the trail, crouched down to peer at a little flower that showed up. So being highly sensitive, while we're not all nature lovers, we tend to be. We tend to really be deeply attuned to the natural world whether that be the stars, the sky, the moon, or of course, the woods, the ocean, the desert, whatever the natural landscape is that you're drawn to. And I firmly believe this is one of our gifts to be deeply in rhythm and in tune with the natural world. So in a way, having these really highly attuned senses is a really beautiful way to be. And yet bringing it back into 
our everyday life, say in a city or in a busy and overwhelming world, it gets a little bit harder to navigate. And this is where learning tools and practices for both our physical body, including our nervous system, and our energy body can go a really long way. Now let's continue. Let's explore a little bit more about being a highly sensitive. So far, we've covered that it's generally a genetic trait or a trait that we're born with, and that many highly sensitives are quite sensitive in our senses. You may see this referred to as, here's a new term for you, sensory processing sensitivity. Or that may be something you've heard before, but many people are starting to make the argument to change the terminology from highly sensitive person, HSP, to someone with sensory processing sensitivity, SPS. So if you see that abbreviation around, just know that it is a way of referring to a sensitivity with our senses. And on that sensory note, if you're already resonating with some of the things that I'm bringing in, and you'd be curious to learn a little bit more about the sensory side of things, I have a quiz for HSPs, and it's all about really narrowing in on your most sensitive senses. So you can head to bit.ly forward slash quiz for HSPs. Now, you can also have a look in the show notes as I've posted it there. But for those that want to learn a little bit more about themselves to increase their self-awareness and knowledge, then I invite you to head on over to bit.ly forward slash quiz for HSPs with an S on the end. And I feel like if someone (laughs) took a number of how many times I'm saying sensitivity in today's episode, it would be very high. So until our English language expands and gives me some more words to work with, bear with me as I find some other ways to say highly sensitive. Let's dive into another element of being an HSP. And that is in our inner lives. That is in our emotional states. You can think as well, back to that sensitivity dial, it's like for many of us, not all, that dial is turned up a few degrees. So person A may get some challenging feedback from their boss about their work and go, oh, oof, okay, yep, that was tough. I guess I'll shift a few things and move on. Person B, who's highly sensitive getting that same feedback, may have a huge emotional reaction. They may have a straight face on and say, okay, thanks for the feedback. But their emotional experience of receiving that feedback may be very different than, say, person A, who is not as highly sensitive. So you can think of it like our inner lives can be quite rich, quite vivid. Learning to navigate the big emotions that can show up is one of the challenges, is one of the ways that we get to learn as we walk in this life. It's a highly sensitive soul. 
this deep connection to our emotions and to deep thinking means that we may ponder something, we may ruminate on something really deeply. And on the one hand, the challenge of this can lead to overthinking and circling thoughts, yet it can also be a magical gift because we can see connections between things that others might miss. We can be incredibly creative, and I don't just mean in the sense of artwork, but because of the connections we see between things, the different points from reading a book, watching a TV show, and having a conversation with someone, we can put three points of those together and come up with a new idea. So know that while having a rich inner life is really, at times, challenging, We can be really hard on ourselves in a lot of ways. I'll get into perfectionism in just a moment. It can also be a huge gift of being highly sensitive because we can come up with some magical new ways of thinking. And this is a gift. This is something that needs to be brought out into the world. So let's talk about perfectionism. Because this is something, again, not all highly sensitives, but many highly sensitives struggle with. And this can mean that we don't let our creative work, whatever that may be, flow out into the world as easily than someone who isn't so prone to perfectionist tendencies. I myself am a recovering perfectionist, and yet it still shows up. I'll be completely transparent. It's been a few rounds of recording this first episode, and that's okay, because in learning to navigate the inner critic, the voices that come up, the high expectations, we learn more about ourselves and about gentleness and about compassion. So perfectionism is something, again, we'll dive into in a future episode more deeply, but Know that if this is starting to paint a picture that's familiar to you, of being really sensitive to, say, sound, very aware of your inner life, and a pretty intense perfectionist, just painting the picture that perhaps you are a deep, highly sensitive, and that is a beautiful thing to be. Another aspect is being highly compassionate to people. Often we are empathic, and I'll get into what an empath is soon as well, though I feel like I'm seeding, that I'm planting the seeds for all these future things that are coming up, though I'm wanting to really stick to the highly sensitive trait today. Because being highly compassionate to people, when we are so attuned to another person, we can notice their emotions, the nuances of their voice, their facial expressions, and we can really, in a literal sense of the word, really feel for this person. And sometimes highly sensitives and empaths can come together in the same person. Sometimes they're different. Just knowing that in an emotionally charged situation, if they put, again, person A and person B into an imaging study, they would find that the person that's more highly sensitive, that person's brain, specifically the emotional areas, would be more lit up. They'd be more active than the non-highly sensitive person. 
Meaning that as HSPs, we process more. We can feel so much more than the average person. And sometimes we may feel and perhaps take on others' energy. And this is where being an empath and a highly sensitive overlap. We may unconsciously try to take on their stuff to make them feel better because we can feel how painful it is. There is a lot to being a highly sensitive person. And yet, if that is a challenge that we learn to navigate, one of the gifts is how beautifully receptive and attuned we can be, especially as many highly sensitives are drawn to a caring or healing work. And this could be anything from a counselor through to a nurse. That's where my journey started as a registered nurse over 10 years ago now. And while we may be drawn to those, our gift is in the beautiful work we do with people. And our challenge is finding out how to both allow each person their own journey to walk, that we don't do the work for them. And also to navigate our own self-care around working with others creating compassionate boundaries, as I think of them, so that we can hold space for others because we are so deeply attuned and still remain in our own space, in our own hearts. So we've covered a lot in a very short period of time. So I'm just going to bring in a little pause here because... Our nervous systems love pauses. And we tend not to get enough pauses in our day. Just some space to reflect on what you've heard. Notice what resonates and applies with you. Noticing what doesn't fit as much. Because we're going to dive into just a few more layers of what being a highly sensitive is all about. Knowing that this is an introduction and that there is much more in this rabbit hole. Though my aim is to give you a bit of a broad overview of what many highly sensitives experience. And hands up, who has trouble making decisions? Who struggles to make a decision quickly that they feel confident about and that they don't ruminate on later? Did I decide the right thing? Should I have chosen the other option? I hear this again and again. And one of the reasons for this is because, again, remember our highly attuned nervous systems we are processing a lot of information in a given moment. So we may actually be thinking about more things when making a decision than the average person. You can think of it like we have really big antenna out in the world. So we are, again, on a sensory level, picking up a lot, and on an emotional level as well. And when it comes to making a decision... It could be something simple, making a decision about which loaf of bread to buy through to which career path to pursue. It could be quite challenging. I call it the pause and ponder moment. 
Often we need many of these moments. When we're presented with a decision, we actually can benefit from stepping back, taking a moment, taking that pause, and just allowing ourselves a little bit of unhurried space to consider the options before deciding. Just to flip that on its head, we can also be extremely intuitive And sometimes we already know the answer. We already know what decision we want to make. Yet, because of all of our deeply considerate nature, if our decision can impact other people, we may hesitate to do what we really want to do, what we intuitively sense is right for us, because we're worried about what others will think, how our decision will affect others, how they'll react to us. So just know there's a lot of nuance in being highly sensitive and knowing how these different traits within being highly sensitive show up for you is setting yourself up for a firm foundation of knowing yourself, of understanding yourself. So with that, let's transition to the number one thing I would love every highly sensitive person to know. Have you guessed what it is yet? The number one thing I would love you as a highly sensitive person to know is that you are not alone. You are not alone in feeling this much. You are not alone in your overwhelm, in your anxiety, Did you know that one in five people are considered highly sensitive? That's a lot of people. And yet so many of them don't even know it. So that's why I'm on a mission to share knowledge and healing practices so that HSPs can lean into the gifts as well as the challenges Because really, we are an HSP for a reason. This wasn't by accident. So knowing that you're not alone. And by that, I don't mean that your struggles are... I don't mean to belittle them in any way. There is only one of you in the world and one of you at any time in history. So the exact situation and nuances of your life experience, yes, they're unique to you. However, if you've ever been told you're quote-unquote too sensitive, if someone has ever asked you, can't you just tune it out? Just know that you're not alone in those experiences. If you feel like everyone else is walking around, somehow has it all figured out, and that their lives are just flowing along seamlessly, and that you're the only one struggling this much, Just know it's okay to feel like that and that you're not alone. I'm going to share a few certain situations that can really speak to being a highly sensitive that when people first hear about or when I share in a client session about that, they'll go, oh, I thought it was just me. So one of these is If you really struggle with finding the right clothes, 
you struggle with finding the right clothes on a sensory level. They're either too tight or they're too loose, and maybe you have to try them on two, three, five, six times just to make sure that they feel right. Maybe you've struggled with having scratchy tags or rough fabrics that are really irritating, and you actually have to stop what you're doing because you cannot concentrate. Even though it's just this little tag, it doesn't seem like a big deal. But it's okay that you can't just, quote-unquote, turn that off or tune it out, because this is part of who you are. Some people have supersonic ears. I am one of those. So you may be the first one to hear the hum of the fridge or to struggle at work when the air conditioner is running. And if you mention it, your coworkers may look at you funny and say, I don't hear anything. Remember, we're wired a little differently. Loud concerts might just be a little bit too much for your eardrums, even with earplugs. Hand dryers may set your teeth on edge. And this one I always find really interesting that... If you've ever gotten a little overloaded on the sound side of things, you actually start to feel the sound. It's almost like it reverberates inside your body. These are all great cues that it's time to step back and to nourish yourself. However, those are, those are some of the challenges. Some of the gifts of this are that certain music or sounds can completely shift our mood. For example, putting on classical music can instantly just bring out your inner sense of peace and calm. We may just need to, going back to nature, go for a short walk and just hear some birds singing and have that completely shift how we feel. So though we can have challenges on being very, very sensitive to, say, sound, we can use that as a gift we can use that as a self-supportive practice. Now, maybe sound isn't as much of an issue for you. Maybe it is more the visual side of things. This is something I hear about. It's probably the number one that I'll often get is sound that people are sensitive to. And I've spoken with clients and even people in the social media land. Often it's sound first. Touch or visual seem to tie pretty closely in there as well. And some visual things that may be a bit of a challenge are, say, fluorescent lights, especially if they're flickering. Or you might forever be reaching for the dimmer switch and just turning the lights down a little. By the way, I think the dimmer switch is a fantastic invention. I had them put in on all of our living room and kitchen lights. There's something that I call visual clutter, and this is messy counters or clutter on the floor, and that alone can just make you feel a little bit anxious or overwhelmed. However, leaning into the gifts of being visually sensitive, sensitive on our sight sense, you could gaze at a sunset or at the fine details of a flower for a long time and just drink in the beauty of it. Not everyone notices that. Or perhaps it's taste or smell that you're really highly attuned to. Maybe you have the fun of smelling the leftovers that have gone off in the fridge weeks before anyone else would notice. Or you might find yourself saying, don't you smell that? And having everyone give you blank looks. So just know that everyone's different, 
even if we are all highly sensitive souls here, there is nuance and there is difference between us because we are unique. And I think that's wonderful. So another element and a big element of this podcast that we'll be talking a lot about is energy, specifically subtle energy. Some highly sensitives feel like they have a bit of a bubble. And when people just stand a little too close for them, it's just inherently uncomfortable. It's like the hair on the back of your neck rises or you get goosebumps just by having someone in your space. It feels a bit too constricting. Yet it's probably quote unquote fine, but on some kind of subtle energy level, they're just in your bubble a little too close. Maybe you have the sense that you really pick up others' emotions just by looking at them. Or there might even be certain rooms or areas in a workplace, in someone's home, some that feel really good to you. And maybe there's other areas that just feel weird and you avoid them. Maybe you avoid the back corner of your best friend's living room and you don't really know why. However, being highly attuned to energy and the not visual, the unseen energies of the world in this realm and others can be one of the gifts that we get to enjoy. So you may be drawn to learning about energy healing, animal communication, intuitive development. And I hope throughout this episode, you've gotten a sense that there's a wide variety to being a highly sensitive person. And yet at its core, we're just a little bit more sensitive than the average population. But one in five of us are highly sensitive. One in six, depending on which studies you read. That's still a lot of people. So no, you are not alone in navigating the challenges that come up as an HSP. And you are not alone in celebrating the gifts. Now, I would love to hear... What elements of being highly sensitive show up for you? Is it more the sensory side, more the emotional, inner life side, the subtle energy, all of those and more? Be curious, as you listen to today's episode, which parts did you go, oh yeah, that's me? I would love if you felt called to to comment on this, either when you see this on social media, my Instagram handle is at combination healing, or especially on the podcast platforms. If you felt called, I invite you to like this episode, if you did, to rate it and to review, because there are a lot of highly sensitives that have no idea that what they're experiencing is actually quite normal, is actually okay, and that they aren't alone. So if you feel called, if you'd like to help spread this podcast, grow this podcast, if you have a friend that you think, huh, they might actually get a lot out of this, I invite you to share it with them. And again, just to rate and review it when you see it on the podcast platforms and comment on it on the social media side of things. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, the very first. 
And know that towards the end of every episode, I'll just share a few announcements of upcoming events, things that are happening, because one of the biggest healing aspects in my life has been finding community, has been finding other highly sensitive souls that automatically get it, because they go through a lot of the same challenges. So I hold a monthly circle It's called the Nature Spirit Circle, and it's generally mid-month. The date changes a little bit, but our next circle you can always find on combinationhealing.ca forward slash events. And as, of course, we are moving into the liminal time between the end of 2020, that in-between stage between the end of 2020, the beginning of 2021, we are going to be shifting in January into visioning. And it's a little spoiler alert, we are going to be spending some time vision boarding, which is always an intriguing way of seeing our dreams laid out in front of us. It'll be a little different than a traditional quote-unquote goal-setting session, though. Not quite my style. So if you are called to join in community with others, I invite you to check out the Nature Spirit Circles, which happen every month. And our next one is scheduled for January 16th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So feel free to read a little bit more on that via the website, and I will put the information in the show notes as well. Okay, everyone, have an absolutely beautiful day. And until next time, be well, everyone.